I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Bitch, bitch, bitches, leave. Welcome back to the only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV. I'm Scott Sweeney here with Ryan Ankner in the Chill Zone. We're the Turkey Boys. And Alex Jones is actually joining us here this evening. The megaphone is out of reach, so how we doing? He, we're gonna have to just go acapella. I love the new Mark Ruffalo uh, standee. That you got here in the chill zone. I might get a little clip of this. Kind of popping off. Everything's really good down here. And yeah, that Ruffalo standee is right next to me. Yeah, he's hovering over Scott's shoulder mm. as sort of like a guardian angel. Was one, what I was thinking when I put it there. One might even say a Ruffalo soldier. Mm. I thought that of all the people who come down in the basement, there's not many. Lucy has already been terrified by him. Yeah. Folks, for those of you at home, I ordered a life-size cardboard cutout of A-list Academy Award-nominated actor Mark Ruffalo. They know. And him just going for it. And Mm. now I'm staring at him, and it is a little creepy. He startled me a few times. So he's now the only spot in the basement where he's like kind of hidden when you come down here to, say, do laundry or go on the Peloton or go to the fridge or whatever is right directly behind Scott's chair, mm. which is perfect anyway. So I'm just going to keep him there. And uh, you never get used to having a cardboard cutout around. He's going to scare never. you every time you, you pass by. Yes. Like turn the lights on down here. I got a little startled by him this morning. Lucy said she got off the Peloton because I had him over in the corner where you could kind of see him right when you come down the stairs. Nobody she... puts Ruffalo in the corner, <laughs> but yes. And she said it was so scary, like, her adrenaline was going for like 20 minutes because mm. she was like, I thought there was a rapist in the basement. I was like, so the rapist broke in wearing a brown leather jacket and jeans <laughs> and just stood in the corner leaning up against the wall with his hands in his pockets. That was just how he was going to get you. And a million dollar Ruffalo smile. Yeah. That's fair. Mark, if you're listening, we're big fans. And if you want to come down in the chill zone and replace the cutout and just stand here for eternity, I would be... <laughs> More than happy to have you and feed you and keep you alive. Yeah, that'd be dope. Mm. I like that for us. But you can't talk when we're doing the podcast because mm. even though you're actually in the film industry, you're probably too nice and you're going to be one of those guys that said it wasn't for me instead of skewering things. Mm. And we don't need that kind of energy. We need negativity on the show. Yes. So our quasi-industry experience will trump yours. What? <laughs> Speaking of negativity, let's get right into things. Larry King has died this morning at the tender age of 87. And you won $100. I did. Which is a big get. Yes. Larry King's two cents has really uh, multiplied into real money for Scotty Boy. For people who don't know, we have a death pool going. Larry King was one of my picks. So I got rewarded for his death. You know, from something bad comes something good. He died, and I was rewarded with $100. Do you want to eulogize him at all, or just 
Thank him for the hundred. I do want to eulogize him. I will sing sing a hundred. Yes. I'm, I'm pouring out some garlic on the sidelines. The fans can't see it. But, yeah. I always loved his uh, movie reviews, actually. He always had the most over-the-top things just to, like, get his name on the cover. Like, I posted about this earlier. On the cover of The Notebook, it says, This is the greatest love story of all time. And on the cover of Friday Night Lights, it's, this is one of the best sports movies of all time. Like, he's always just... One of. He yeah. covered his bases with one of. Yeah. Because then when somebody says, well, what about... It's all or nothing. Brian's song. <laughs> Sean. Sean, my garlic. So, Larry, who's your new pick going to be? How many That's a good point. days are you going to make us wait for that? That's As, the, as a fellow member of the celebrity death pool, mm. we're very excited to hear your next pick well because it just happened today i haven't picked one yet fans if you have any hot leads about a celebrity who's you know on bad way boulevard maybe shoot us an email at enough the podcast at gmail.com although i should probably pick one like today aren't there like thread rules with that we like made that up just because somebody was taking too long i forget might have been you actually i don't remember who it was but well, while we're on the subject of stuff that's dead, Deadpool 3 Ooh. has just been confirmed. Uh. And I know you're really, really excited about it. You're, you're, you're a Reynolds head. No, I'm not a big Deadpool guy. I think Ryan Reynolds in that mode is just like, he thinks he's killing it. It's just like, ugh, the fucking duds he drops in that movie. Especially that second one. It's just like... I don't know. The they tough... gave him like too much rain with that series. I feel like he's improving a lot and it's all terrible. They really did. And it did so well in terms of just like highest grossing R-rated movie, R-rated comedy or whatever that statistic was. And then mm. the second one did so well. The third one will probably do so well. I'm wondering how they're going to pull that off. Because like, is it going to be a like HBO Max situation? Well, no, Disney Plus? Yeah, because Marvel or Deadpool was Fox, and right. then Disney bought Fox, so now Marvel, Deadpool can be with all the stupid Marvel characters, so it'll probably just be an overstuffed, ridiculous hodgepodge of all those characters. And he'll be like making his Deadsy joke the whole time. Ugh. Yeah, it, I, I'm not. I'm <clears throat> not. parched. You have a little sip. Mm. I am not excited about that movie there's not a lot coming and like i feel like they're just gonna stuff us with superhero stuff because that's what people seem to be looking for yeah i feel like that's the only thing being made right now yeah like they're starting that new thor movie this week which they announced matt damon's gonna be in it in some capacity which is like okay i guess i just kind of scowled like i don't even hate that i just think like don't if they squeeze him into, if they, the, I, the way I look at it is this, any, and we've done this a hundred times, Mark Ruffalo included, like any actor who is pretty good that we like, that they shove into a superhero franchise, it's as if they're just like putting them on ice for a decade. Because mm. why on earth would you turn down Thor? Yeah. The paycheck is probably, you know, nine figures. <laughs> He's probably just like playing a bad guy or something. It's probably a right. one-off. Let's hope. Yeah. They give him a hero role and he just disappears until the twilight years of his career when he has like a Jack Nicholson fade out. 
Ooh. I will not be very happy about that because I do like him. But yeah, we also had some other deaths this week. Phil Spector has died at the age of 81. Of COVID, they yes. said. I think Larry mm. King died of COVID as well. Yep. Some, some major takedowns. Phil Spector, I guess he produced some big cuts back in the day. He, he's more famous for brutally murdering his wife. Yes. But he was a, I believe, pretty famous record producer. Yeah. Yeah. He did some... Motown stuff, right? Yeah. Like some classics, mm. then some... I don't know. I probably should know his stuff. I mainly know him from that Al Pacino HBO movie where he played Phil Spector and looks very ridiculous. But yeah, he's allegedly a, uh, you know, killed people, did some cuts, Had rest wild in peace. hair. Yeah, the whole deal. Should we do birthdays yeah, while we're doing deaths like yeah. we discussed? Death days, birthdays. On a happier note. The we... Circle of Life segment. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Jim Carrey Ooh. had a birthday. Friend of the show. That's fun. How old is Jim? In his 50s. I, I don't remember the exact age. Julie Louis Dreyfus. Oh, Jules. Mm. How old is she? <laughs> we don't have the age. Betty White turned 99. <laughs> I have that. There we go. Don't ask me how old people are. It's You're putting me on the spot. I'm, I'm never going to have the age. Actually, that's not a, true. I have the rest of these. I have them. It's a very findable fact, especially if we're going to read birthdays. My news <laughs> research is about as effortless as it gets. It's uh, like what comes through to me without looking for it. Mm. The only thing I actually Google or search for is the sports corner, and that I... I, I'll admittedly, I type sports into Google, mm. and they take the first thing that comes up. As a true sporto would. It's true. Well, that's all happy birthday. But we had uh, James Earl Jones is 90. Wow. Dave Attell, not sure. I think he's 103. Why? I mean, why? Drea DeMatteo from The Sopranos. <laughs> My smelly Valentine. <laughs> Christopher. I actually, you should have credited her as being from Joey. That's true. That was much more notable work. <laughs> yes. And then David Lynch is 75. Oh, yes. Thank you for acknowledging my birthday. I was hoping Seven... I would get some of your David Lynch. 75. What a milestone. I spent it with Naomi Watts. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> yes. And yeah, Heath Ledger died 13 years ago today. Let's mm. just talk about births and deaths. Just for the entirety of the any show. Any babies born, we can really bring yeah. it full circle. But yeah, he died 13 years ago. That's a long time. He's been dead for quite a stretch. So that's that means The Dark Knight came out 13 years ago? Yeah, or like 12 I guess, and a half. yeah. I mean, it was. T I remember The Dark Knight release because we'd been really looking forward to it. And like basically the, the week it came out, I ended up in rehab. And I was just furious. And mm. I was like, well, how do I go to the movies here? And they're like, oh, you're not allowed to leave. And I was like, okay, so when am I allowed to leave? And then there was, mm. there's an elaborate process. Long story short, I didn't make it through their quote-unquote graduation process fast enough for The Dark Knight to be in theaters because they held me back a full extra month because I'm a dick. <laughs> and I remember I had to watch it for the first time as a bootleg copy on mm. a 20-inch TV that I could... And it was bad quality with, I believe, uh, Korean subtitles. It was, one of, it was a torrent. Christopher Nolan is sick to his stomach hearing this. And it's still one of my favorite movies to this day. But 
needless to say, it was it did not have the effect I wanted it to have. Mm. Like not at all. Yeah. That actually happened to me with Sin City as well. I remember I was really excited about Sin City and then I ended up in rehab when it launched or when mm. it came out and I was just furious and I ended up watching it in like a hotel room five months later. Yeah. And once again, not the same. You like sneaking out and hijacking a school bus to go drive to see Sin City with a pack of rascals? <laughs> with a mask on and like I blow through the door. Yes. And, yeah, I, I like this. I'm referencing once uh, or no, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which we'll be talking about later in the program. Um, what else? We had a big celebrity breakup this week that's hitting the team pretty hard. One of our guys, Ben Affleck, got dumped oh. by Ana de Armas. This is like heartbreaking, show-rattling news. I She's... saw it. I have this random gossip thing that I follow that a client recommended to me with all celebrity gossip, and they put it through as like people sending them reveals, like stuff they heard through the grapevine, and then they fact-check it. And if it's true or they think it's going to be true, like a you know TMZ kind of way, they share it on their Instagram. So usually you'll get a you'll get the big stuff like breakups and you know whatever arrests mm. like a day before it, it hits the other blogs. And I remember it hit, and I thought, oh, I hope this one's not real. Yeah, because I like them as a couple. I think they're fun. Please tell me this isn't true. And then it was everywhere the next day. Yeah, we should play like the Twenty One Gun Salute for this or something. The and there was some fun stuff like the life size cardboard cutout of Anna de Armas from inside Ben Affleck's house. There was a picture of Casey Affleck throwing it into the dumpster. He yeah. should have put it into my basement instead exactly. and yeah. given one more reason to Lucy to get scared when she's getting off the Peloton. Yeah, Mark and her can hang out down here. That'd here, be great. I'll play this for Ben as like a <laughs> Ben, we love you. We're sorry about your relationship. Yeah, I really thought those two crazy kids were going to make it. It's fucking fucked up. And they broke up before I could direct their sex tape. It's insane. What the fuck are they doing? The part that worries me, though, is he is known relapser on alcohol, mostly. And he's sober now, currently. If he relapses as a result of this breakup, we may have to murder Anadarmus. Wow. Just saying, because, I mean, we don't need Affleck on the skids. Sounds like Knives Out too. Surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> That's a green light. That's us popping up at Anna de Armas's home. Yes. Um, what else is in the news? Do you see that Aziz Ansari is reportedly reviving Master of None for season three? <laughs> <laughs> so they, they, hey just, they got over that forced blowjob pretty quickly, huh? Hey, man, I'm back! Hey! You want to hear my Kanye story? It's still funny. Want to hear my stand-up sets that are like half comprised of things that my cousin said to me? Hey! I don't know who his fan base is. Talk to me about that. I can't. It's not me. Yeah. (laughs) Don't look at me. I'm like... Is that cologne I smell? What about our no cologne agreement? I'm like appalled just at the thought. But yeah, Yeah, I I didn't. I thought that show was very gone. How'd How'd he pull that off? I don't know. I guess... He powered through those allegations or that scandal, whatever you say. But I don't think we need this. Like a, a big comeback with him in like another country eating food and having a laugh with Eric Wareheim. It's like, n- who cares? Who needs this? Mm. Yeah. Aziz. Tired of him. He His agency is SME Live, who 
I don't know. I guess they're owned by Live Nation. So whoever is his representing him is doing a great fucking job. Yeah. He really powered through. And Jim Gaffigan has been cast to play Mr. Smee in Disney's new live-action Peter Pan and Wendy. He will star alongside Jude Law, who's playing Captain Hook. I talked about this a few weeks ago. Like, why are they doing another Peter Pan? They're just endlessly trying to make, like, this will be the Peter Pan story that will wow us all. Hook flopped. Yeah. Hook was a big turkey. I remember that was one of the first turkeys I ever, like, when I was a kid, I was like, this is a bad movie. Yeah, and people like that. That's, like, the best of all the Peter Pans. And they've made, like, six cents that are all just dog shit. If you can't make a good movie with Dustin Hoffman and Robin Williams in their prime... You can't, then it didn't, then give up on that premise. Yeah. Just let it go. There's never going to be someone who's a better Peter Pan than Robin Williams. Yeah. Cause ever. I, I never saw that when we were kids. I tried to watch Hook like a couple years ago and was like, this is like unfinishable. It sucks. Like, yeah. I hate this. I hated it as a kid. I thought it was gross. We've talked about that and just dumb. Yeah. There's like an imaginary food fight and like a coffin full of scorpions and like a bunch of stuff that didn't even seem like it came from the book that they just worked in. Yeah. It's a premise that should be left. I hope they have a food fight in the new one so Jim Gaffigan can do some of his food material. (laughs) They threw a hot pocket at me. (laughs) I need more serious Jim Gaffigan. Exactly. I was just going to say. Not this. Yeah. Like make another gritty drug thriller where you're like killing kids and like just... Couldn't agree very more. out of type. Couldn't agree more. Although I do like that bit in his stand-up where he does like the voice of the audience. And he's like, wow, he's fat. Like he gained a lot of weight since the last time I saw him. That is funny. It's a strong stand-up bit. Yeah, I, I'll give him that. He's not not funny. I just I think he's sort of gone on that other side of the curve with the child humor, whereas mm. it's all parent jokes. And yeah. it's just, you know, we don't have kids. I'm not going to have kids. That's unrelatable. He's the one guy, it almost makes sense. He has five kids where it's like, okay, I get you having some kid bids. Like, it's probably, you can't even think about anything else all day. But uh, my pillow CEO, Mike Lindell, who's in the news recently for like being at the White House and being associated with Trump, it's been revealed he had a secret romance with 30 Rock star Jane Krakowski. Wait, that's real? That's real. Even though it sounds like it would be a 30 Rock storyline for her character. Like, exactly. This is real. Her like, Liz, I can't believe you told Jack I've been seeing the MyPillow CEO. It's like directly out of 30 Rock. I can't believe that's real. Yeah. I thought that was such clickbait. Oh my God, that sucks. What a power couple. He's (laughs) a creep, man. Did he wear his cross outside of his button-down shirt the whole time or? Yeah. Just holding a pillow. Years ago, we had the relationship with the My Pillow guy. Oh, <laughs> Jack's here. <laughs> what, else, what else? That's did we it, have, Jack. That's it. <laughs> you don't just buy a My Pillow. You storm the Capitol. There it is. Well, Take it. <laughs> wise words. <laughs> oh my God! What a stupid stupid man he is i've actually been following him on instagram for the last six months and just peppering him with duds yeah he's just some dope who got famous through a pillow that caught for some reason have you ever tried one i bought one at bed bath and beyond it's a bad pillow bad pillow it's awful i think it's interesting it's too soft 
Mm. Your head kind of sinks in. Soft mattress? It's, could have been the soft mattress or it could have been the midnight rape. <laughs> uh, it, it's just not good. It's yeah. a bad O. Fuck. And I'm out. I'm out on him. I'm out on his politics. I'm out on like somehow he's sort of like hoisted himself into the political community just because he has money and he's going on Newsmax and doing interviews mm. with all these like right radicalists, right wing lunatic net news networks and podcasts. And mm. I like that people are starting to cancel him and stores are starting to say they won't carry his pillow because mm. he was not even just a guy who Trump liked. Trump actually appointed him for at some part of his cabinet. I don't yeah. remember what. But. He probably gave him like $10 million for reasons unknown. Sure. Just some sort of like a... The fucking, more they just, to use his own phrase, the more they drain the swamp of all of Trump's big. lizard people, the better the world will be. So flush yeah. this guy and anyone associated with him. And speaking of fucked up asshole idiots in that vein, did you see the pictures of Dennis Quaid as Robert Reagan in that new biopic? In which uh, Scott Stapp, the lead singer of Creed, is playing Frank Sinatra. Side note. Yeah, Ronald Reagan. Look at this picture. They're like, first picture of Dennis Quaid as Ronald Reagan. It's just Dennis Quaid in a cowboy hat. (laughs) I think I I see it. Wow. No? I mean... It's it's not not funny. Yeah. Because it's Dennis Quaid. Is he back on cocaine to do that role? I hope so. <laughs> yeah, it seems like something. That's one of my do. favorite Dennis Quaid facts that he did like tons and tons of cocaine in the eighties. Yeah, he's a surprising coke guy. Very much so. You wouldn't think that. But yeah, I can't wait to see him as Reagan acting opposite the Teddy Creed K. singer. And a whole other fucking yeah, that's gonna be great. Pack of rascals. That um. Have Creed on here? I don't. <laughs> Not that I, we even need that, but... What else do we have here? Conor McGregor bought a million-dollar watch. Everyone was making fun of him. He fights tonight, Rightfully actually. So. Oh, does he? He does. He does something really dudsy every time he has a fight coming up to drum up the publicity and sell, sell tickets, which wow. is smart because here we are talking about him. Yeah. I have a love-hate relationship with him. I think I love him today. Did you see the watch, the million-dollar yeah, watch? Doesn't it have, like, a naked lady on it? No, that would be worth a million dollars. This is, I got a picture yeah, of it let's here. let's have a look. It looks like a stupid, like, steampunk video game character I, I'm watch. not a huge fan of the, like, deconstructed watch where you can look and see the mechanisms inside. Yeah. Just get a Rolex, dude. Stop being weird. Yeah, this is like a Guillermo del Toro, like, gears right. turning. Get, like, gold Rolex presidential. It's, like, 30K. Go ahead and save yourself the remaining $970,000. Maybe buy, oh, I don't know, a house yeah. and call it a fucking day or put it in a bank, in your bank account. Don't be a dope. It's just such an annoying thing. Like, oh, a million right. dollar watch. Ooh. Everyone's just like, oh, cool. Like, it sucks and fuck you. And it cuts. <laughs> yeah. And You know what I do think about that, though? What do you got? Wow. Jer been a while figured i just you know a little kneel drop there speaking of music i mean the inauguration the other day had some really strong performers do you have any of them in mind i mean the new radicals reunited for the first time in 22 years to perform you get what you give just playing right now which is sort of the theme of the biden presidency yeah you know (laughs) Actually, you don't get what you give. No, you You don't get anything that you really wanted. (laughs) Oh, come on, man. What what are you... You're skewing me now? The older, the better. Old white men unite. The turkey boys are after me? Goddamn. 
Come on, man. But yeah, the there were a bunch of other performers. Lady Gaga did something. J Lo performed. You were saying she didn't perform Waiting for Tonight, which I found disappointing. I believe she just did like America the Beautiful and not an original, which sucks. Yeah. Although that was at the actual inauguration. There was like an event that night. So I don't know if they roared her back out. Gaga did the national anthem and it was pretty good. I'm a big Gaga fan. I'll admit it. Yeah. It's funny that J-Lo was involved at all because she's famous for getting paid like tens of millions of dollars for privately serenading dictators. Yeah. Now she's like celebrating Joe Biden winning. She's just like, you know what? That's I'm, actually a really, really good point. I'm political all of a sudden. How you I doing? care about America. Oh, my band. But yeah, baby, that baby. you seem to watch a lot of the inauguration. Were there any other fun highlights? Um, No, I, I, I was actually, admittedly, this isn't even a joke. Like I was thinking in the back of my mind, given the events of the last couple of weeks, I was like, I really hope that like something terrible doesn't happen. Like that's the last thing we need right now. Mm. And I was happy to say or to see that it did not. Yeah, everyone was like bracing for something. It was nice that that just, yeah. we, we skirted by that that day without anything too ridiculous. We got also, through it, yeah. I don't know if, if you've been online in the past few days, you saw that Bernie Sanders sat in a chair at the <sighs> inauguration. I'm already out. That was memed to i don't think i've seen a meme get pulverized into the obits this quick ever yeah that that got killed like in seconds people took it so overboard just photoshopping a picture of bernie sanders wearing mittens sitting in a chair into like just you know every movie any scenario you could imagine i saw like nine thousand different variations none of them were funny at all it's just like what why are we doing this? I felt like I was missing something. Normally, like, there's at least, like, a joke with these memes or photoshops, like, something to work with. It's just like, no, he he was sitting there, and now you're putting him in movies sitting there. He he looked funny in the chair. Yeah, like, it was... Yeah, I just... That was, like, the worst online day in a while. Yeah, you. I knew you were very out in the beginning. I was still in. Like, I I had friend of the show, Rian, make one of my nephews sitting... At his tray table or his high chair, whatever the fuck it's called, and with Bernie sitting on the high chair, and it was like a little inside joke with my family. I thought that was funny, and then like a couple more got me, and then I realized like it had gone all the way on the other side. It had like arced back around to a new bit of like, okay, now we're gonna have just the mittens. Yeah, yeah. People really just like, like how can we just destroy Deep this faking bit? him into movies? Yeah, it's just like it was hysterical at first, and I actually my new thoughts thought about it is like I can't wait for like four weeks to bring it back out again and be like, (laughs) have you guys seen this? Check this out. Yeah, normally there's like a line of dialogue, like something to work with. Mm. This one was just nothing. Like I just didn't get it. But uh, yeah. Trump pardoned a bunch of people at the 11th hour, like Lil Wayne, some other rascals. Kodak Black, yeah. for who was in jail for allegedly sexually assaulting a woman. I, lo- so, I looked into it and it checked out. Like, it was fine. Obviously, that tracks with Trump. Like, uh, rape, no big deal. Go on out, my brother. Terrific. I thought Donald Trump hated black people. That was my first thought. 
I thought he was a known bigot. See, everybody had me wrong the whole time. That's like him doing like his worst virtue signal ever. Yeah. <laughs> just like, I'm just going to free two black criminals. That'll get everybody to think I'm woke. Mm. What a stupid ass. He also pardoned Steve Bannon, known scumbag, who was a part of his cabinet prior. Yeah. And like he got arrested for, I guess, not... I don't, to be perfectly honest, the Steve Bannon story confused me. There's a lot, they, they made all those conservative guys who got, like Roger Stone, he pardoned him a while ago. Like yeah. these are like slippery snake monster lizard people. Yeah. I they think, all belong in jail. I think everyone was shocked that he didn't pardon himself or his family. Hmm. I think everyone was like waiting for that. And I guess he could have, but I don't know. Probably would have made things worse in the long run. I, I didn't. Know. To be honest, I didn't even know you could do that. This is that's actually news to me, and right. I bet you he's so arrogant that he would not do that because he's just of the school of thought that he did nothing wrong ever. Terrific. And he's just gonna ugh, fuck him. Yeah, it's so nice to have him gone. I can't wait till there's just a distant, distant memory where he he go weeks without even remembering he exists. Yeah, it's great how like <laughs> they literally banned him from Twitter. He can't tweet. Like no one knows what's going on with him. In a few weeks, we'll be like, I wonder whatever happened to former U.S. President Donald Trump. Remember him? And then we can uh, reflect on that. And I don't know if you saw this, but Snoop Dogg has a new show on TBS. It's called The Go Big Show. And it's a wacky game show, and it looks very bad. Mm. We've entered this weird, like, game show-heavy competition variety series heavy phase like i don't know what's going on this show it's just like do we yeah i feel like he's not even there they just like cut to him going like oh oh it's me and this is a show and then they just I need a store-bought cheeseburger. cut back to fucking i think it's just because a game show you can kind of do that all in-house with fake laughter you don't need an audience and just a couple of people and a and an elaborate set Mm. maybe i'm talking out of school here but it just to me it seems like if you're gonna do a show amidst a pandemic where there's elements of risk a game show is probably the lowest risk show of all whereas if you look at like a big movie production like, I know they're shooting the new Adam McKay movie for Netflix with a mm. whole bunch of big stars. Like, can you imagine how much money they have to invest to keep Leonardo DiCaprio from getting COVID? Oh, yeah. I heard someone <laughs> While shooting about outside it. and like in venues all over Boston. Yeah, it adds like a whole, I think it, I heard someone say it adds like 15 to 20% to the budget, just like all the COVID precautions that they have to add to a big budget production. No thanks. Yeah, it seems exhausting and ridiculous. And speaking of things in production, the sixth and final season of Peaky Blinders is now in production. And they're going to wrap up the show and then end it with a movie. Mm. Cheeky bastards. I don't watch this show. I found it very boring, but I guess a lot of people are into it. It's like a huge... I hated it. It's getting a movie. It's getting like all this stuff. Everybody seemed to really like it. Yeah. That's not just... That's a... We're in the minority. I'll say that. Yeah. Like, people loved it. I couldn't even kind of get into it. And I can do these British productions. And it's got like great actors on it, like Killian Murphy or Cillian, however you say it. It's Killian. Tom Hardy was on it. Maybe he won't try to kill himself again as a result. Mm, I know. But yeah, we'll uh, check out the Peaky Blinders movie. 
It's probably called like Hat Guys or something dope like that. <laughs> Hat Sparrow. Yes. Um, what else? I where I lost my page here. Here we go. Yeah, we got all the. Oh yeah, Drake became the first artist to hit fifty billion streams on Spotify. Wow. I know I overdo Drake news, but that number that's is a, insanely high. That's a lot of streams. Think about that for a second. Fifty billion streams. I noticed like a p- pretty popular rapper, Young Jeezy, I guess goes just by Jeezy now, Ooh. posted his streams, and I think he's at seven billion, which is really high. But I mean, it, this is seven times that. Side note: I like that Young Jeezy grew up into just Jeezy. Yeah, he dropped the Young. That's cool. I think a lot of the Lils should do that. The Lils, all the Youngs, just yeah. when you grow up and you're an adult man, yeah, you drop the beginning. Yeah, I think, yeah, Lil Bow Wow just became Bow Wow. He did. Speaking of him, good segue. Good segue. He recently, I think like a week from today, a week ago today, he had a concert at a venue in Houston with what looked like about a thousand people at it. (laughs) It's popping off. And there are none of them are wearing masks, including him, and the entire crowd is on top of each other, as concerts tend to be. Wow. And people on the internet went crazy on him. Do you remember this song? This is actually Lil Bow Wow when he was Lil. <laughs> Back when he was Look little. how young he sounds. I think he was seven years old when he made this album. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, he sounds like such a little kid on this. Nah, I realistically he was probably 12, but it's still, it's still funny to imagine that young child. And now yeah. him staying relevant is impressive, I must admit. I'm rapping over it's here. It's been a while. Me. But people on the internet are not putting up with sloppy COVID behavior, which I like. Yeah, like certain things make sense. Like a concert, though, with a bunch of people. Like, yeah, come on. That's just like a joke. It's like you couldn't have people more crammed together than a concert type scenario. I don't really love concerts. I'm a, typically a one every other year kind of guy mm. with someone that I really enjoy. I couldn't agree more. And I have to have really good seats and I want to go with people who are okay with leaving early if it's, you know, I never want to be the like third encore guy when I'm having a bad time. Yeah. They always go on for too long and are too loud. There's never been a concert I went to that I didn't want to leave before it was over. Even bands I like love. Like Iron Maiden, I'm like, "Ah, like, are they still going? Like, I've had enough. (laughs) I I want to leave. I must admit, I, I... Left. I've left early from everything I've ever attended, pretty much. Mm. Just because you, there, I have, and it, I think that's my dad and me. We, when we were kids, oh. there would be certain like any type of a sporting event or whatever we were attending, we'd have to get out of there in the middle of the second part of it, because, like, say you're at Gillette Stadium, there's one okay. road in and one road out of Foxborough. Yeah. So if you leave when everyone else leaves, you're stuck in the parking lot for over an hour. And then you're on that one road in traffic. Yeah. And it's just and your if, whole, you're, if it's like 10 o'clock at night, it's going to be 3 a.m. when you get home. You're just going to be sitting. Yeah. And everyone's tired and oh. the car just sitting there like. Nothing worse than like late at night traffic. It's the pits. The only time on the road is supposed we're traffic guys now. That's like, might as well <laughs> play a helicopter sound in the background and just start beating myself to death. Um, yeah. yeah. Concerts stink. And I, I don't. I can't name a single Bow Wow song. I had to search for that one. So mm. I have no idea how he even fills a full concert. Yeah. Those diehard Bow Wow fans. I guess. 
And did you see that Warner Brothers has set a date for Wonka, an origin story focusing on oh. the storied chocolate factory owner? Wow. Just him? Our movie's dead. Is John Depp back? No. John is not involved in this. They've actually... The article said they're eyeing Timothy Chalamet or... Uh, who's the kid who plays Spider-Man? Tom Holland. To play young Wonka. And this is just such like a yikes. Like, who wants a Wonka origin story? They already did that in the Johnny Depp one. It was dumb and shitty and yeah, everybody hated it. And I get that they're doing young Wonka, but there is no more perfect a casting of Willy Wonka. I mean, aside from Gene Wilder, mm. Johnny Depp was the guy. If yeah. they couldn't, make, like I said before, if they couldn't make it work with Johnny Depp then, and Tim Burton directing it, then it's not going to happen. Yeah, so just hang it up. Before that came out, everyone was like, oh, this is this will be a home run. Oh, yeah. Like, this just couldn't make more sense. Like... Actor, director, material-wise, mm. but oof. They work well together. He is that kind of character. I, I, that's the odd, odd that you bring this up because Lucy and I actually watched the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory last night. Ooh, lovely. And it's a great movie. They should have just left it at that. Mm. And if they really wanted to, made a sequel in the 70s, and that's it. Nothing else. It came out in 1971. They waited until 2005 to take another pass at it. And now they're taking another pass at it, even though that struck out horribly 15 years later. It's just fucking silly. Yeah. And this all comes from like a very, very short Roald Dahl children's book. It's like, what, right. What, what, you like, can breeze right through that. It's a it's a it's a day read. Yeah. They're just like, now let's just keep going back to this Wonka well and uh, we'll figure this out one of these days. Yeah. I'm out. All I'm the, very out. And yeah, I like, love Timothy Chalamet. I'm not... I don't really care about Tom Holland, although his newest movie, um, Cherry mm, something, yeah. Cherry, the yeah, Apple like a, original, looks pretty good. Yeah, he's supposed to be all gritty. Mm. Friend of the show, Nick Eusen, said it should be Connor O'Malley playing Willy Wonka. I mean, that's which, hysterical. Yeah, which that's if they wanted to do that, I'm on board. Otherwise, just leave Wonka alone. It's enough, as we say. Mm. And what else do we have here? You put up a thing for topics the other day. Did you get any good bites on the old Instagram? Nothing serious. Uh, the only one that was even relevant to television and film at all <laughs> is friend of the show, S. Patty P. Baby. Said that he still needs a This Is Us corner from you. So he Ooh. wants you to continue watching This Is Us. And maybe some tears. This is probably not going to happen. The show sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I watched like half an episode and, and vowed to never return. Yeah. He would need to privately fund like a Patreon, This Is Us side mm. podcast, which I'd be happy to do. And yeah, someone said the Green Hornet and the Green Lantern. Oh, right. Know about those. I forgot about that one. Both wildly forgettable. I believe that was friend of the show, Rian, Ooh, hey, trying buddy. to be funny. And it succeeded because I laughed and I posted mm. it. And... I actually don't hate the Green Hornet. I, I was going to say, isn't that something that you don't mind? Who, who is that? Seth Rogen and who else? Michael Keaton or something? It's him and the guy from Inglorious Bastards is the bad guy. Christoph Waltz. Cameron Wait Diaz is like the babe. Very weird movie. And the Green Lantern's like an all-timer CGI dead with Ryan Reynolds. Tanked. Who's 
Kind of the king of the duds. I'm just giving him another pass as a superhero. Yeah. Talk about Hollywood royalty. That's like the you, most you do the most, the biggest bomb of all time, and then they go, you know what? We're going to give you the biggest hit of all time just because. Yeah, and in Deadpool, like he makes fun of Green Lantern a lot, which some people think is funny. It like bothers me. It's like, you just made this. You can't be like, he's like looking back like, can you believe how crazy it was when I made this movie like four years ago? It's like, yeah, you just, you do a bunch of shit and you lucked into something. I hate him. <laughs> I'm so tired of Ryan Reynolds. I don't. Yeah, he, I remember thinking he was like a cool, funny guy, and then I, you know, turned yeah. 21, and it was over. He's back. Um, Alec Baldwin is taking a break from Twitter. Terrific. In the wake of his wife's fake Hispanic heritage. I honestly didn't even know he was on Twitter. I imagine he's a bad follow. A lot of politics, a lot of duds. Yeah. I've never looked, but his, his last final tweet... Uh, which I'm sure he's back already, but this was like a few days ago. He said, Twitter is like a party where everyone is screaming. Not much of a party. Goodbye for now. Oh. He should have just killed himself after he sent that tweet. That would have been a good, nice, poetic ending to the Hilaria Baldwin fake Hispanic heritage story that we enjoyed so much from like two weeks ago. That's such a hacky thing when you feel the need to like announce that you're leaving Twitter. It's like, why don't you just it's close kind of, the app? It's kind of like a young girl move. Exactly. Like you're, what are you, a 23-year-old hairstylist? You're just like telling everybody <laughs> that you, you're going to be off the internet for a while? Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah. It's just asking to get paid. doesn't matter that you're a celebrity. No one is going to notice. Glad to hear that. Let your PR team send out flowery bullshit for the next couple of weeks and just don't look at your phone. How about that? Terrific. Can I take you to the sports corner really quickly? I would love that. It's I have some big news. Oh, shit. Did you looked up on Google by typing in sports? All right, men. <laughs> Type in sports into your browser and get that dick out. <laughs> Tampa, Florida. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers will not have wide receiver Antonio Brown for Sunday's NFC Championship game at the Green Bay Packers. Coach Bruce Arians announced this yesterday so get ready to watch tom brady in the in the super bowl after they win this game and and against the packers and see how brett Favre does all right uh that's enough (laughs) wow my man hit the post i didn't not hit it that's fair. Um, I mean, I didn't want to tamper with the corner. I, I, I thought that a little bit of silence would be funny. And <laughs> as evidenced by your laughter, I'm going to think the fans are going wild as we speak. There's just no doubt. They're an uproar. What else you got? I know you have a ton of news. I That's mean, all of my news. I always do the sports corner last, really, because it's stupid. Probably just a couple more. Microsoft filed a patent that would allow the company to digitally revive deceased loved ones as chatbots using the individual's images, voice, data, social media posts, electronic messages, and more. Which everyone online was like, it's like a Black Mirror episode just like coming to life. It's like no one wants to get messages from their dead loved ones on any sort of platform. <laughs> like, what are you doing? What are you thinking? What's going on? It's absurd. Yeah, huh? It's, yeah. I don't, like that Kim Kardashian hologram thing? Yeah, like Is stuff in that, yeah. in that vein, but more just like 
something personal from they're going to use people's like social media things to like cobble together posts to send to their I don't know it's insane I'm probably not explaining it well but it's just it's a could you and also a should you and the last bit of news the Kanye Kim Kardashian split is being filmed for the final season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians which is happening right now I guess Do you have any thoughts on that? I thought <laughs> I was trying to come up with a joke and then I just sort of started thinking about how the dryer is making a weird sound and then it just the joke evaporated. Mm. This is why you don't this is why we can't think while we do the show. You know? If we could just sit here just like a couple of guys, couple of flick experts just kicking back, drinking Sprite, fucking talking about Boston. Kid. I, mean, I was that's hoping all that I we'd, do. we'd do this bit together, and now I feel left out in the cold. <laughs> what, do you want me to fucking bean out with you? I kind of just felt like beaning it. Fenway Frank here reporting for fucking duty. I just had 14 Sam Adamses in my car on the fucking way over here. I'm fucked up, and it's dope. Kid, you want to do some coke? I do. And then we can watch the Pats. That fight tonight with Conor McGregor, huh? Kid, I want to watch that fight. How drunk are you going to get during it? I'm going to get so fucking zooted for this fight. And then we can go out and get in our own fight after. Exactly. And I'm going to fucking knock you out with my million dollar watch. Kid, my watch is from Kohl's. (laughs) It was a million cents. Fuck you. I can't fucking believe Tom Brady's not on the fucking pads anymore. I'm going to go kill myself. That fucking traitor. I still love him, though. Would you fuck Giselle Bunchen? Kid, I wouldn't because Tom would be upset with me. Ah, good answer. That was a trick question. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Scene. Can we do that every week? Sure. I had a lot of fun with that. I was hoping that it would be fun. Yeah, let's just make that the whole show. Just the whole show is the Standell's Dirty Water bed of us doing Boston accents for 90 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, we work in a couple of shuts and then we're done. Fans, email in, yeah. let us know if that sounds like a hot new plan. <laughs> He's in. He's fucking in. He fucking oh, that's good. It. That's good. All right. But speaking of shuts, I only have a couple this week. I shut off that movie Prom on Netflix. Never heard of it. That Ryan Murphy vehicle (laughs) where it's like Meryl Streep and Nicole Kidman. I want to be new. And that guy from Girls and some other sides. Like, that's a decent cast. I imagine Andrew Rannells. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, he's, let me guess, he's the fun gay friend. Exactly. Yeah. And James Corden's in there. Hey, Andrew, get a new arc. Yeah. This fucking movie. Ryan Murphy needs to be sent to director jail. Like, I don't know what he's doing. The songs in this movie are... Like, it's it's a musical. Most musicals are bad, but they at least have, like, decent songs. The songs in this seem like they were written by, like, a child. I'm I'm out, yeah. It was embarrassing. I've had it. And I thought Meryl Streep and Nicole Kidman would be better than being something like this, but I guess I think they became pals on the set of uh, Big Little Lies. Ooh, probably. And they probably just thought like, oh, I'm in a lot of good things. Let's yes. do this together, mate. I love the work. And yes. I also shut off Outside the Wire, another new Netflix original. With Diet Michael Jordan, Michael B. Jordan, <laughs> Anthony Mackie. Exactly. 
Hey, man. Hey, I'm just as good. How'd Have you... you seen my role in Pain and Gain or... In season two of uh, <laughs> that fucking Netflix show that I can't even remember the name of. It was so forgettable. Altered Carbon. There it is. <laughs> Whatever. You I've didn't had a, see season two of that? I've had a few people recommend that to me, and I'm like, didn't that get chopped like mid-season cancel, season three? Like, how? Yeah. I love when people try to get me to dive into a show that's been mid-season canceled. It's like, oh, but the first few episodes, like, those are really good. It's like, oh, the first season's with Joel Kinnaman, then he left, and the second season's with <laughs> Anthony Mackie, and then it got canceled. You're going to love it. Yeah. This, is, this is like your favorite new show. Joel Kinnaman gets so much work. Him much. just like, I got to leave to go do this other movie that no one really cares about, but I'm still going to make enough money on it. How you doing? Sui- is he the, st- yeah, he's made he's the Suicide Squad. Yes, he's coming back for the new one. Right. Yes. He needed that work. He's a worker, I must admit. But yeah, this movie, Outside the Wire, it's Anthony Mackie playing like a robotic soldier who... That sounds bad. Yeah, and it's just like a stupid war movie that's focused on drones. I've talked about this before. Every movie's like drone crazy. They're like, have you ever seen like a drone shooting people zipping around? It's like, enough with the drones. We get it. It's fucking, I'm tired of it. And this movie was very boring. I watched like 30 minutes and was like, this seems like every other Netflix original. It was directed by like a robot person. It has no style or originality or fun to it at all and gave it the old shut what'd you shut this week i shut off which i'm feeling dumb about because like you told me it was bad Mm. but i watched i tried to watch the rhythm section and (laughs) the the, rhythm divine are you sure tony scott didn't direct this Mm. like posthumously like while also directing domino Mm. it like I watched the first probably 10 to 11 minutes and I didn't even know what was happening. I was so bored and annoyed. And then I just said, I can't even go down this road. And they made Blake Lively like not that dope. And it just, it just sucks. Yeah. It was one of those assassin movies that like just tries to be super like sad and like poignant. Every assassin movie is like an assassin realizing they have a heart of gold. It's like, what have I been doing? Like killing people all these years. I need to change my ways. And it's just like, ugh, enough. How many times are we going to get this fucking same story? Or like, my family was murdered because I was an assassin. It's basically just the Batman origin story over and over again. Yeah. No thanks. Enough. Been, Been done. We're good. And I have one more shut. WandaVision. Even though oh I, yeah, I shut that too. Even though I keep watching it just to be like, maybe this episode it'll get good? This is the show on Disney Plus that features uh, Vision and Wanda, whatever her name is, the superheroes from the Avengers. But this show is like an I Love Lucy style, old-fashioned sitcom for well, some reason. it jumps reason. through the decades. Yeah. That's the whole theme. Like the first episode was the 50s, and then it's the 60s, the 70s, the 80s. And, I, and then it's like the trailer made it look interesting. Yeah, like... Which I don't know how they did that at this point, because it's it's not good. I'm into the idea of them, like, breaking up the formula and doing something sure. new with these characters. But this show, I'm just like, who is this for? <laughs> Who's like... Who watched The Avengers and was like, you know what, Vision and that Olsen twin sister? Elizabeth. They're really popping. Let's give them a sitcom. <laughs> like, that's where these characters need to go. Doesn't make sense to me. No. it's It was, it was a bad, bad show. 
Lucy and I were we watched the whole first episode and then midway through the second episode when we figured out what was happening, we were like, okay, so this is the '60s now, and this is I, I'm like, do you want to watch this? And she's like, no. Yeah. I'm like, All right, let's kill it. And they're slow burning like the quote unquote mystery so much, and it's just like, well, they're obviously like trapped in some sort of a like mind control thing where people are making them think this like just get to it like the whole show is just a waste of time i have no idea why it exists and it's insane to me you can act like a man and i'll probably keep watching it until it's over i mean i yeah we've been known to do that what else you shot anything that's it baby let's take a quick break i have to make (laughs) and yep that's how i might do that every time and then we'll be right back with a lot of reviews this is a chock full episode that was a big news segment so this is gonna be a long one folks i hope you're ready for it have a goo we'll be right back Hell yeah. Thanks, ZTB. God, I always forget that he did that for us. Friend he did it show. and then mercilessly beat his girlfriend. Yes. Like, in the same beat. Yeah. Just, it, he was swinging as he recorded it. It was a one-to-one. They were very related. Mm. Folks, we're back. What a week of films. We, um... The big movie this week, Promising Young Woman. Mm. Probably, uh... Probably like the movie of the year. Yeah, I, I would say it's the first movie that I've watched in I can't say how long even that I've thought like that's a movie. And it's the first one of these movies that should have gone to theaters but didn't. They put it on demand. It's a 1999 rental and it's worth the 1999 rental. You will not regret spending $20 to watch this movie. I'm putting it out. Yeah, I got a little summary here. It's a young woman traumatized by a tragic event in her past seeks out vengeance against those who crossed her path. In a world. That's, That's just, vague, yeah. but it's good. Um, Carrie Mulligan stars in this film. Who kind of flew under the radar, but has like a few sneaky home runs like this. And she was also in Drive with Ryan Gosling. True. And a movie called Wildlife with Jake Gyllenhaal that mm. I really enjoyed. Yeah, I got to see I feel that. like as they wrote that for you. And yeah. it's been in your blind spot for a few years. I keep forgetting about that. I'll get that in. Yeah, she's like fell off. She was in everything for a couple of years. And I feel like it's been like I don't know, four years or so until she... Or since she was in anything. She's good. She should be in more stuff. Mm. She killed it in this. Yeah, she's she has chops. She's funny. She's attractive, but not distractingly so. Ooh, good call. She's very understated as an actress. And I think that she's going to get probably like a sweet spot, independent, you know, drive, promising young woman type movie every year or two. Probably for the remainder of her career. She's about our age. So she's got some life left in her. Yeah, she should. I hope yeah. this yeah, like brings her back because she's... This was uh, a nice departure from what I've seen her in previously. And this movie had some interesting cameos. Christopher Mintz Plus. Oh, yeah. Um, McLovin, for people who aren't familiar. Sure. 
He, I, I didn't realize he could somehow get creepier looking, but he pulled it off. He was great as like a coked out guy, like trying to sell her on his screenplay. He was good. And he was like, I don't want to say too much. Yeah. <laughs> like she's going to take his idea. Yeah. That made me laugh. Um, the, it sort of examined the theory or the fact, really, that nice guys, quote unquote, are dangerous mm. on some level. Like that, I'm a nice guy. Like, yeah. yeah creepy, like. like ready to take advantage of a drunk girl kind yeah. of thing. This movie basically the summary's vague, but like she goes out at night and they talk about it in the trailer, so this isn't even a spoiler. And she goes to nightclubs by herself and fakes that she's drunk and gets creepy guys to bring her back to their place and then lets them know not to do that anymore and like kind of threatens them. Mm. And I don't know. I it's I like the fact that they had the female empowerment angle with this yeah, to sort like, of keep like your broad invested, you know? Yeah, it was Be like a, a clever spin on it instead of, uh, you know, being too over the top with it. Like, right. Sam Richardson, like him playing a fedora wearing, like, yeah, all the scenes with He's the guys. He's fucking hysterical. Yeah. He, for the fans, is the African American gentleman from I Think You Should Leave on Netflix. Mm. He's great. And Bo Burnham is in this, who's a funny comedian, has a couple of really slight, like, great lines. Yeah, I thought him and Carrie Mulligan had good chemistry. Good I, duo. I was digging them as a, uh, in couple mode. And yeah, this movie, it's tough to talk about without, like, giving it all away, but it's it's a very interesting movie. It's kind of like American Psycho, but for the ladies, one might say. And, like, had a great look to it without being too showy about it, which is always one of our favorites. Also a hell of a soundtrack on this picture. They uh, they did that thing that they did in Us, where they take like a popular song and then make a spooky version of it. Mm. It's like a creepy- Britney Spears toxic, yeah. Yeah, they have like a creepy version of that song in this movie and it's so cool. I'm surprised more things don't do that. Like just take a, a well-known song and make it like eerie. Like, slow it down with piano music. It really works for Scotty. And also, there's a big scene where they sing a Paris Hilton song. That was pretty fun. They're, like, kind of lip-syncing and doing almost like a karaoke session in the, in the CVS, and I thought that was clever. Yeah, they were charming together. This is the toxic version. Yeah, this is... It's from Anthony Willis, who I've never heard of. Huge cut. Yeah, like, once it gets to the dope part. Yeah, I've seen movies like this, but never one like quite like this. They really found a nice like pocket of originality mm. in this movie. Super unique. It felt like if we had to give it a meets. I can't even think of the second half of the meets, but it's sort of like Vengeance meets. For those who haven't seen it, Vengeance is a foreign for French film. French film. Are you thinking Revenge? Revenge. Yes. Thank you. Revenge is a movie with a woman who is assaulted and then she kills her assailant. Yeah. And assailants, I should say. Yeah, this is that, but like more of a comedy. Right. Type Funnier, thing. less gritty. And she's not like killing the guys. This, no. It's cool. Like for a while in the movie, they make you think she's killing them because they like cut away and then. I am I killing know. you. Yeah. And also, this movie had some twists that like legitimately floored me. Yeah, I was blown away. You will not see anything coming. It's pretty clear when you look at this that it's going to be a suspenseful, you know, unique kind of movie. And 
tune in, check it out. It's on iTunes. It's probably not going to be free for a while because it's supposed to be in theaters. So yeah, pony up that cash and support the film industry and enjoy Carrie Mulligan in Promising Young Woman. Yeah, I love when a twist can still like grab you. I was watching this movie solo and like staring at the screen like, what? <laughs> like, what? No. Like huge, awesome twist. Actually two twists. Oh, this came on by accident, but I'm going to roll my roll there for just a second. But it was funny, gritty, edgy. Years ago, we shocking. had the twist. <laughs> it had all the stuff. Probably the movie of the year. Jack's back. <laughs> Sorry, oh, it came on gone. by accident. I had to do it. In. Um, yeah, movie of the year, hands down, which sadly in 2020, well, I guess it's a 2021 film, right? Yeah, so we're in January. so We're it's... in January. Technically, though, this does qualify for the... 2021 Oscars. Yeah, I think they. The cutoff is March or something. Right. Yeah. Oh. Is that me? Is that no, it's my reminders. Let's hope oh, I get okay. a phone call to really seal the deal with obnoxious <laughs> sounds. Yes. But yeah, big, healthy recommendation from the Turkey Boys for Promising Young Woman now on iTunes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Right. what else did we watch this week? Oh, um, well, I know you, I, I more than anything want to talk about One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Ooh, I know. Because you watched that for the first time. Yep. I don't think this one needs a summary. I think people are aware of this picture. Yeah, I, it definitely doesn't. I had never seen this somehow. One of my big blind spots, and I know you talked about it over the years, how it's one of your favorites. I saw it on... One of the streamings and just went for it. It's on Netflix, I think. Yeah. And I gotta say, it's a hell of a picture. Would you give it a 10 out of 10? See, I feel weird throwing around a 10 out of 10 for a movie I just saw for the first time, but I went into it with big expectations. You know, it's a movie everyone's like. You weren't let down. No, not at all. Which, like, I was almost convinced I was going to be at least kind of let down. No, it's it's legit great. I love this music, by the way. The score in this yeah, movie, great score. The whole, the whole deal. Jack Nicholson. Michael Douglas produced this. Did you know? Yeah. Yeah. He actually produced a bunch of movies that he's not in that would like surprise you. I can't think of other ones, but Talented King, that is Michael Douglas. Yeah. Nicholson is so good in this movie. He won the Best Actor Oscar, correct? I think. I'm gonna say he did. Yeah. That sounds gonna, right. Let me fact check. It's not fair if... He's maybe the best sarcastic asshole in film history. He just kills it. Like, you know, playing an asshole with a heart of gold who's just, like, funny, probably just... Yeah, he won Best Actor. It also won Best Picture. And Louise Fletcher, who plays Nurse Ratchet, got Best Actress. It also won Best Director, Best Supporting Actor, Brad Dourif, Best Film Editing, Best Original Score, and Best Adapted Screenplay. Literally, oh, and Best Cinematography. So it swept all the biggest awards. That Brad Dourif win surprises me. Like he was good, but I don't know about that good. But yeah, what is he? Billy Bibbit? Yeah, that's Brad Dourif. Yeah, yeah, he's probably the weakest link of the movie. But I mean, what was he up against, right? Yeah, and also the Louise Fletcher winning for Best Actress. That seems like a supporting performance. Mm. She's not even like in it that much. Well, they didn't have another one. <clears throat> She was probably the woman in the movie the most, right? So yeah. what else would they call it, I guess, is by default almost. Yeah. 
It's just weird, especially after watching this movie. I can't believe they made a ratchet TV show about like a prequel with that woman. She's barely even in the movie. And it's offensive to think they could pull a character from one of the greatest movies ever made. Let Mm. that queen, Ryan, oops, can't say that, that jerk Ryan Murphy directed and just make a Netflix show that people who don't know anything about movies will recommend to me. Mm. Like what alternative universe are we living in? It's almost as if somebody's out there trying to upset me on a daily basis. I couldn't imagine anyone watching this movie and be like, ooh, let's explore that nurse who has like 14 minutes of screen time. Let's give her a prequel and like flesh this out. It's just like, what what are you doing? But yeah, this movie, I thought it was great at bouncing back and forth between being very funny and very tragic, Mm. as they say, or dramatic. Tragic, too. Yes. It's a movie to me that my dad and I watched together when I was a kid. In. And even as a kid, I was like this. I think I was like 10. Oh, kid. I think even then I was blown away. And it's been in my top movies ever since. And it's at that moment, I like when I first saw this, this is like, like I said to you earlier, this is one of the movies that made me a movie guy. Mm, That's big. And when I see something like this, and as much as we just talked up Promising Young Woman, the state of movies in 2021 is it's dire. And it's not yeah. that it's not just because we're getting old, because this movie is not of our generation. No. So many movies, yeah, like this is just like a character movie. They would never make this now. Because it's not like attached to anything. Never. Although I guess it is based on a book. It might get made. But you know what I mean? Like just like a movie about people and Right. Where the acting has to do the thing. Yeah. Or the exposition is done through the acting, not Today, movies are pretty much formulaic. Mm. And if they were going to do a movie about a mental institution, they wouldn't focus on the humor. And like this movie, like as gritty as it could be, really only had a few scenes that were over the top gritty. Yeah. As gritty as as a mental home can be. And I mean, movies today (laughs) would focus only on the grittiness to try to sort of trick you into paying attention with like CGI blood and just, yeah. you know, it would be Shutter Island, but worse if they did this movie in 2021. Yeah, which they probably will do this again at some point. If they it remake seems like this movie, that happens. I quit the pod. So <laughs> exactly. let Hollywood know if they want to keep listening to enough, they have to not remake One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. But yeah, incredible batch of sidecars. You got Danny DeVito. I love seeing him in like a serious role, like doing real work, because he's kind of like a joke of a dude these days. Right. He leaned into the Frank Reynolds character in 2002 and never came back. Yeah. But like watching him in this, I'm like, fuck, Danny DeVito's got chops. Look at Mm. this guy. And Christopher Lloyd, some other good sides. That fucking mustache guy. That bit I was telling you about. My bullshit. What about your bullshit? (laughs) I'm not just talking about one person. I'm talking about everybody. Yes. Yeah, Home content. Some incredible like monologues in this movie. That scene where Nurse Ratchet won't turn the TV on so Jack can watch the game, and he like flips out, but then he starts doing imaginary commentary like while they're watching nothing. Inspired. And everyone gets fired up. That was like such a great scene. It was unbelievable. Like the, the music and everything about it. I was just like, fuck, this movie's killing it. 
just like so fun and like we're not even sportos and i yeah. was i was saying like why doesn't you let him watch the fucking game yeah, i was like upset about it it's like i want to be in a mental institution watching a sports match just as a side folks i have been in a mental institution it's nothing like this it's not fun yeah and they make you smoke your cigarettes outside not in a circle inside playing cards <laughs> much less cool but yeah like there's some great scenes with them like kind of escaping, going on a bus trip to, uh, where do they, oh yeah, they go on like a boat ride, that's fun. This movie's great. Like well paced, I wasn't bored for a movie. second. Two like, and a half hours, or two hours and 35 minutes or something like that, big runtime. Show me a movie that can give you a, a two plus hour runtime and you're not bored even once. Doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, it's rare. Never. And one thing that did surprise me, I always had in my head that like when Chief kills him at the end, it's because... Oh, great. <laughs> spoilers for a 50-year-old movie. <laughs> no, but... Uh, the disobedience is I thought he was like being evil and like killing him because he didn't like him. Mm -mm. Probably just because I had that like Simpsons parody of it in my head right. all these years. But <laughs> the finally, Simpsons spoiled this in the 90s, yeah. Yeah, but like finally seeing it with context, it's like... You know, he kills them because they lobotomized him or whatever, and he's not the same. It's a fucking home run. They nailed it. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, I will not be watching the Ratchet TV series. No? <laughs> to follow up. I tried it. We watched, Lucy and I watched not a lot of them, but yeah, I like watched three, like two maybe? Or three. Yeah. It's, it's, it's dumb and boring and stop yeah that scene where he's choking fucking stop the scene where he's choking her you're just like oh no what are you doing <laughs> even though you like understand why he did hell of a picture folks if you've never seen one flew over the cuckoo's nest or even if you have give it a rewatch it's on netflix or you probably own it and what else did we watch we watched a lot we did we, we actually had to edit it down Yes. We watched too much. We watched too many movies this week, which is great. Well, One Night in Miami. That's, yes. To me, that's like the movie of the week. Which surprisingly did not feature Pitbull. I thought he'd be all over this, Miami-wise. Some like retro <laughs> version of, I don't know. I, I can't even come up with a Pitbull song. I got a summary show. here. One Night in Miami is a fictional account of one incredible night where icons Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, Sam Cooke, and Jim Brown gathered discussing their roles in the civil rights movement and cultural upheaval of the 60s. So this movie is basically like the Avengers of black historical <laughs> figures. And it was good. I was hoping that I would hear that joke. He's in. It's good. Um, I I wouldn't say I loved this movie. And a lot of it I was thinking, like, I, I don't like that. a movie where you can watch it and just sort of pinpoint the spots where you can tell the actor is going for it and they know they're going to get a nomination. Mm. What's it, What's the guy's name? Lamar? Um, I wrote it down. Lamar. Uh, Leslie Odom. Leslie yes. Odom. I got it confused with the basketball player. Leslie Odom as Sam Cooke. Mm. 
is phenomenal. Yes. And he, those, that's all him singing the songs, which I thought was cool. Which he, I always appreciate. That takes a performance to the next level. When they're doing the singing, you're not like Rami Malek out there lip syncing like a fucking idiot. Him winning an Oscar for that lip syncing nightmare is a disaster. It, I love movies really where, is. like this guy, he was in Hamilton. He has lots of chops. Did you laugh at that Michael Imperioli cam cameo in the beginning as a Muhammad Ali's trainer? I did. I'm like, I'll take whatever work I can get. T. I dated T. Yeah. Call me a taxi. This also Sidecar City. It had that that guy from John Wick who's like Mr. Wick. You know, like as the guy like who Muhammad works. Ali's bodyguard. Yeah. yeah, I love seeing him in anything. <laughs> Mr. Wick. I wish I knew his real name. But yeah, everyone was like decent. The Sam Cooke guy, Leslie Odom, was definitely the standout. Yeah, baby! <laughs> and I feel like the Malcolm X guy wasn't wowing me. We should mention this movie was directed by Regina King, mm. who is an actress. And I guess she directed a lot of episodes of TV shows. This was her film right. director. Did you look through debut. her IMDb while watching this? Same. I was I just like, she's been doing way more than I realized. Yeah. Because this movie, it was well-directed. You could tell it wasn't like a, mm. you know. Yeah, she, I, I don't know. I didn't love it, to be perfectly honest. It wasn't poorly done, but I didn't like the style. And it was, I mean, she, she actually directed three seasons of Entourage. So it's sort of, <laughs> if you're an Entourage fan, maybe check this out. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> um, What else? But yeah, she. Bo Bridges in the beginning, dropping that N-bomb. That, like, I had to rewind that. Lucy was like, did you hear what he just said? And I was like, I was on my phone. Let me check it out. And then I was like, oh. I don't think I caught that. But yeah, he was he was there doing some work. And like you, yeah, like this movie kind of bored me. But I stuck mm. with it because you were like raving about it. Or you, you like the I music was, more than The music, I think. is. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually really into Sam Cooke. And I think he's <clears throat> has like five or six songs I really like. And then I heard a few ones that I hadn't heard that I really liked. But it did feel heavy handed. I actually thought it could use more musical numbers. It was yeah. kind of, I was expecting like, I don't know, more cuts. It's like they wanted to make it about each character evenly, but the reality is that Malcolm X has been done to death. Muhammad Ali has been done to death. Yeah. Uh, Jim Brown isn't interesting Except at all. in Mars Attacks, where he gives a great <laughs> performance as that boxer guy. And I don't know. It's just they did the best with what they had, I think. They did the best they could with what they had and whatever. This so. is one of those movies I didn't look into this, but I guarantee it's based on a play. Because it had like Gotta be. unbelievably long scenes and like kind of unfolded like a play. Every other word was a monologue. Yeah. And like scenes in one location that just go on for way too long. Got a big play vibe from this movie. But yeah, it had some good scenes. I like when they all listen to Bob Dylan and Malcolm X talked about what he mm. liked about the lyrics. Had some interesting, uh, you know, historical stuff. If you're a big history buff, you really like this movie, I would imagine. Yeah, this is like if your dad needs a movie to watch. Mm. This is a dad movie. I recommended it to my dad and got stonewalled. I don't know if he's actually watched it. He's probably hammering his way through Yellowstone season two. Oh, ho. Um, Costner. This movie will be there. I, my prediction for this movie is that there'll be a bunch of nominations and it won't win anything for the Oscars. That sounds about right. This movie has like an NWA no. uh, feel to it. Oh, yeah. What was that movie called? Uh, Straight Outta Compton? Yes. The movie that like everybody, that I loved it and I thought it was going to win everything and it got like a bunch. Did it get, didn't it get snubbed actually? 
it got a ton of buzz and then it was snubbed is what happened yeah movies like that never really get like oscar nomination this to me feels like it's trying to not be but it is that movie yeah so that's one night in miami on amazon Mm. yes check it out and what else did we watch kid detective oh yes we just watched a movie uh, with Adam Brody from The O.C. called The Kid Detective. The Kid. Do you have a summary or should we just wing it? I do. A once celebrated kid detective, now 32, continues to solve the same trivial mysteries between hangovers and bouts of self-pity until a naive client brings him his first adult case to find out who brutally murdered her boyfriend. And Whoa. Adam Brody plays The Kid Detective... We were saying he should get more work. He's a good like side guy. Mm. He was wrote, on the, that's the only note I wrote. Adam yeah. Brody needs more work. He was on the OC back in the day, mm. and like Kevin Smith throws him a cameo in all his movies, and he was in Shazam for like ten minutes. Otherwise, I'd never see him in anything. But he's good. Yeah, he finished he, the, he finished doing the OC, and everybody loved him. He was sort of like everybody's favorite character. Mm. And he did like a bunch of like random indie movies and like kind of tried to, it was like capturing lightning in a bottle for 20 minutes and then he was just gonzo. Mm. And like you said, he's just getting cameo work and like this was his first starring role and I can't remember when. Yeah. It was okay. It got a little slow. It's a rental on iTunes. Um, Yeah, it's like a, we got big like brick vibes right. from this movie. Felt like it lifted a lot from Ryan uh, Johnson's brick. Definitely. And in, in like the look of it and the content. Sure. Like both, you know, you can tell he was inspired. Which is to fine. Say the least. You know, yeah. people get inspired. Mm. But, and it's funny when we noticed on iTunes, the first movie like users also watched was Brick. <laughs> yeah. I don't think of anybody. Who, they probably just make that comparison. I don't know. I can't imagine anybody settling in to watch Brick immediately after watching that. But yeah, but yeah, this movie, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It's like just a right down the middle. Just like that was fine. Mm. Like I didn't. I respect the effort. You could tell they were at least trying, even though it didn't wow me in any way. And yeah, I'd say you could probably wait till it pops up on Hulu or yeah, something. That'll, that'll be free in two weeks. Yeah. So us buying it is a little, or renting it is a little silly. But you know, we need. I, I like to watch something new as often as I can. I want to have seen everything, mm. and it's my endless pursuit for entertainment. I guess. Agreed. Um, what else do we watch? That might be it this week. That's all I watched. Yeah. We have a few other really boring reviews that we tabled because there's a bunch of crap floating out there right now. And Promising Young Woman is a beacon of hope in a sea of mediocrity. So check that movie out. I I do have an idea if we don't have anything else to watch, though. Um, It's a little, you know, outside the box. Okay. But I'm thinking, why don't we watch The Departed for like a minute and a half? Sounds dope. Is that something you want to do? Yes. Right, cool. Perfect. That is something I might be interested in at this moment in time. Excuse <clears throat> me. Just fucking kill me. <clears throat> oh, I can't believe this we're starting here. Jesus. I am killing you. Wow. Look out, Leo. 
Well, the uh, the lead character of the film was just surprisingly shot in the face. I didn't see this coming. By James Badge Dale. Yes, friend of the show. Wow. This ending, think about how shocking that was the first time. Did not see that coming at all. Yeah, almost as shocking as Martin Sheen Cascade. Oh shit, it's Anthony Anderson. The shocks. Oof. They don't let up. Anthony Anderson's been shot in the face you also. You were a fucking we FBI informant? <laughs> I'm like in awe of this movie. I know. You know what's funny is there's someone out there listening to this who's never seen this movie and is annoyed that we just explained the end to them. I mean... I like that. I'm sorry to whoever that is. <clears throat> I kind of now hate James Badge Dale is down, and Matt Damon is the last man standing, and the story's his. Wow. Good place to pause for next week. Just as a side note, I kind of hate movies where like everyone dies at the end. It just leaves you with such a just like, well, wh what did I even do this for? Why did I even watch this? It just leaves you like bummed out. Yeah, they didn't leave any room for The Departed too, which we need. Whoa. I don't know if you know this, but they actually had plans to make a follow-up focused on Mark Wahlberg's character. I actually heard that, yeah. Ugh. I really wish they made that. It would be my favorite movie of all time, no doubt about it. And they could have called it The Wahlburglar. <laughs> How you doing? I'm back. I'm fucking doper than ever. Hey, uh, thanks for listening to Enough the Podcast. Yeah. The bad come on down, the bullshit. Come on down to the Hingham Shipyard. Hmm. Get, an, uh, get a lukewarm burger. <laughs> and and the green Jordans that are seven hundred dollars on Go. That's fucking right. Folks, check out the South Shore Boys podcast. That's Boys with a Z. I'm on the past several episodes. Maybe check out Uncle to Uncle while you're at it. The two in that is the number two. Hot podcast. I've had a lot of good ones lately. And you should follow us on Twitter at Podcast Enough, on Instagram at Enough the Podcast. And I'm on both of those at Skip Season. Where can the fans find you, Ryan? Um, on the side of the highway, picking up litter, <laughs> actually. Wow. I'll be there all week, uh, serving 400 hours of community service for crimes I'd rather not talk about on air. boy. <laughs> but that's it for us, folks. Um, be sure that you tune in uh, to the entire episode for your chance to win a pallet of maple syrup, courtesy of the uh, Maple Syrup Company of Watertown, Mass. Wow. You know, I love maple syrup. I like to take a little bit. But how do you? Uh, <laughs> I like it on pancakes. I like it on pizza. What do you, uh, yep. <laughs> going going out with a butcher, a double butcher. Yeah, we both had a couple bit of hacks. Up. Folks, that's enough. Have a go. Have a good one, man. Bye.